Welcome to the Five for Two podcast with me, your host Adele, where we say no to careers where you're trading five days of misery for two days of fun. A place we discuss all things career, confidence and money moves. I want to motivate, teach and empower ambitious women to achieve more, earn more, feel more confident and enjoy the work they do. It's all about believing you can have everything you want in your career and then going and getting it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. Hello, 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 guys. How are we? I cannot believe it's already June and we're halfway through the year. 2023 is flying by. It's insane. But Staying focused because it still means we still got six months left. We still got six months to achieve the things that we want to achieve. I'm going to start today's episode by asking a question. So let me start with this question. Why do you feel like you need to do the most? And I'm asking you this because till this day, I still have to ask myself this question. And the reason I'm asking you this is because today I want to talk about burnout and who is really to blame. Before we even get into toxic bosses, expectations, things our companies want from us and the way they use us sometimes and abuse us, not all companies, but a lot of them, because I know a lot of that is a huge contributing factor to why a lot of us get burned out. But if we take away the boss, if we take away the company aspect, would you still overwork? If you're like me, I already know the answer to this question. And it is, yes, you would. So sometimes the problem isn't them. What about us? How are we contributing to our own burnout? So before anyone comes for me, let me explain why I feel like this. I personally was taught to be like this. And that's the honest truth. It's all I know. It's all I've ever seen. Mama was Jamaican. Yeah, she's an immigrant. She came here when she was young. And all she did was work, work, work to get the life she wanted for herself. And then eventually get the life she wanted for me to have. She used to send money back home to her family so that they could live better and still have to pay her bills here and do everything she needed to do here. She used to help family here. My mom's done a lot. And also culturally, anyone who's Jamaican, who's got Jamaican parents, anyone who's from the Caribbean must have heard this saying, lazy man nothing eats. And basically, for anyone who doesn't know what that means, lazy people shouldn't be fed. Because <laughs> why am I making your back strong for you to sit around and be lazy? That's basically what we get told. Like, why are you sitting around being lazy? Get up, do some work, stop being lazy. I feed you. So basically I feed you so that you'll be strong. And the reason you're strong is so that you can go and do some work. That's basically it. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I also come from struggle. I see my mom have three jobs at certain points in my childhood. Like on more than one occasion, my mom's had three jobs. I've watched my mom work in the day, work in the afternoon, and then have to leave me and go out at night to do a cleaning job. That's how I grew up from like really young, seven, eight years old. So I've always seen work, hard work. I always saw my mum having to do all the jobs possible so that we had money, a roof over our head. We all hear messages from society. You've got to work your ass off. You need to put in the work. And don't get me wrong, there is a time and a place for that message. There are some seasons where you will need to work your ass off and other seasons where you get to chill and live soft life. And the reason I say that is because the seasons when you need to work your ass off, for instance, when you start a brand new job and you don't really know what you're doing, do you know how hard you're really working? Because I know for a fact, I work hard to learn everything, 
to get used to everything and things take me a lot longer. But once I've learned it and we're a few months in, everything seems easy. You know, like on the first day, it's like, oh my God, how am I ever going to learn this? And then like by day 100, it's like, oh, this is really easy. I can do it with my eyes closed. The things that used to take me the whole day, I'm now getting done in like two hours and I've got all this time to spare and I'm clock watching or jumping on Instagram. Let's be real. I know some of you right now are listening to this podcast when you should be at work. You've overrun your lunch break even. (laughs) You're working from home. So you're taking the mic. (laughs) I'm playing. No one's doing that. No one who listens to my podcast will ever do that. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, like I said, there is a time and a place to work your ass off. But when you hear that all the time, you think it's normal. So for someone like me, when I went to work, I would go all out from day one. When I start any job, I set the pace. And it's the same for you. When you start your job, you set the pace. Now imagine I start my job going all out, doing the most, going above and beyond, burning myself out. I have now set an ongoing expectation. They believe that is my normal pace of work. And a lot of the times it wasn't my normal pace of work. It was just that I was trying to prove myself. And I really wanted to say that part because in case you missed it, proving ourselves to get outside validation is often how we end up burning out. It isn't just in work. We do it for our families. We do it for our kids. Instead of saying, no, I'm tired. We just say yes. We get up and we do the extra. We go the extra mile for our families, for our parents, for our children. We do the most. And then they take it for granted and they think that's our normal way of working. Like I've got a teenager. I sometimes have to say to my daughter, things are hard for me too, you know. Just because I'm a mum doesn't mean I can do all the things without taking a break. Cook, clean, drop you here and there, help you with homework, help you apply to jobs, whatever it is she needs. I need a break too. But people around you will not always realise that because they're used to you always saying yes. Your job is exactly the same. When you show up on your first day, I want you to all just sit and think. Your first week, your first few months, the first year even. The first year in your job, how hard do you work? How much extra effort do you put in? Do you put in so much work that it's not sustainable? And now you've created an expectation. Your boss, your colleagues, everyone expects that level from you all the time. Instead of you putting in 100%, you've been putting 150%. And now they expect it. And now you feel like if you work at any lower pace or you do any less, you're letting people down and you're possibly going to lose your job. But we've set the expectation. We've set the pace. For me, I thought it was the only way to get noticed and make money. I'm going to be really honest with you. I thought working my ass off, doing more than everyone else is what was going to get me noticed. Being able to do everyone's job was going to be able to make me more money. But the truth is being able to do everyone's job and getting all this responsibility and only getting one salary. Remember, if I can do everyone's job, I'm doing three people's work on one person's salary. Uh, hell no, that shouldn't have ever been the case. But that's what happened to me a lot of the time. Someone would leave and instead of replacing them, they would just give me their work. And for months, I'd be doing two people's jobs for one person's money. Absolutely unacceptable, but I did it. So in those instances, was my job to blame for the burnout or was it me? Had I created the expectation? Because the truth is, working like that absolutely got me noticed. Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't. Being able to do more work than everyone else definitely got me noticed. And I'm going to be really honest with you, in general, I can I'm like a little worker bee. So I do get a lot done in general. Like I've noticed versus other people, if I was to look at my productivity against anyone else's, I do get a lot done. But is that because it's natural to me or is it because it's all I've ever known and what I've been taught and what I've seen? At this point in my life, I don't know. I think it's natural, but hey, we'll never really know. But when it was getting me noticed, I was getting the promotions. I was getting to places I wanted to be. 
but I wasn't necessarily getting the money that I should have been getting. I wasn't necessarily getting the respect I should have been getting. When I needed to take a day off or I needed to, you know, go to an appointment or something, they would still take it out of my time. They would still say, you need to make it up. Let's be real. I'm working extra hours, working late. You are calling me out of hours and I'm doing the work. Yet when I need an hour back to go to an appointment, uh, you're telling me I owe you time or you're taking it out of my salary. What? And I know there's someone listening to this who's been through this. I know there's loads of you that are listening to this that's been through this. So yes, it gets you noticed. Yes, it gets you the praise. But is it also the thing that's burning you out? So when you take away your boss's expectations, when you take away toxic company cultures, who is really to blame? Because are we setting the pace from the very beginning? Are we the villains? It's simple as that. Am I the villain in my own burnout story? Does it start and end with us? Do we not set boundaries? And then that creates a toxic culture. And I am not, let me, let me get into this as well, because I am not eliminating these awful bosses. These bosses who do not respect our boundaries or our time. Like I had a boss who, and you guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you already know. I had a boss who would call me on the weekends, call me when I was on holiday. <laughs> I've been on holiday on a beach and my phone started ringing. That's how bad it is. I've had to block numbers while I was away so that I didn't answer phone calls. Because as far as my boss was concerned, he would say, I pay you guys a really good salary. So if I say jump, you say how high. Imagine your boss being brave enough to say that to you in front of people as well, not just to you, but to a group of people. Scream it in meetings. Because if he calls you and you're at a hair appointment because you haven't got work today, but he says, I need you to come in immediately. or I need you to jump on a call. You're supposed to leave the hair appointment and be on that call. And I use that example because it happened to someone I was working with, with this same boss. He called someone I know. He was calling me too. And I just was ignoring the phone call because it was a weekend. And he called her and she was at a hair appointment. He told her to leave the hairdressers because there were things that needed to be done on a Saturday when we don't work. Again, his thought process, he pays us. So we have to. And guess what? We stayed. So again, who is to blame in the burnout story? I stayed in that job way longer than I should have. Why? Because they were paying me a really good salary. But when I think about it now, was it actually a good salary? Because I'm actually doing two or three people's jobs. Again, and I'm only getting one person's money. I left that job and went to other jobs that were easier, that paid me more. So again, there will always be bosses that do not respect you. There will be bosses that don't appreciate your time and they put these expectations on us. They expect us to come in early, leave late. Like if you come from a recruitment background, I've worked in recruitment. The expectation that even though you finish at six, at 7.30, 8 o'clock, they expect you to still be there and they will vocalize it to you. They're not paying you, by the way, for those extra hours. They just expect you to be there. When I finally found companies who didn't operate like that, like recruitment companies that didn't operate like that. When I first left recruitment and went into human resources, I enjoy recruitment, but I went into HR because I thought all recruitment offices was going to make me stay late. It was not the case. However, it is the case for a lot of recruiters. A lot of recruiters have to work day and night for that commission. But we start off setting the precedent. We start off doing all those things, coming in early, leaving late, doing the extra. Our boss gives us extra work. We take it on. And then a year into the job, we're like, nah, they're taking the mick out of us. But we've now set that as a boundary. We've said we're okay with that. So they are going to keep coming to us and keep treating us like that. I know some of you have worked with that person who comes in on time and leaves on time, doesn't do no extra <laughs> and still has their job. And guess what? Still gets paid the same salary you're getting paid. You're not probably on the same salary, but you're doing 10 times more work. And like I said, working like that does get you noticed. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But getting noticed and being happy in your career are two totally different things. You can get noticed without burning yourself out. 
getting noticed comes simply comes down to for anyone who wants to know the secret, which isn't a secret. If you want to get noticed in your career, it's all about delivering results. If you can deliver the results your company wants between eight and three, you're going to get as noticed as if you deliver those same results between eight and seven p.m. Working extra and doing too much gets you the same notice if you deliver the same results. Your company has a set of results they want delivered and your only job is to deliver those results and deliver them well and deliver them on repeat. The more of those results you can deliver, the more you get noticed. But I absolutely, through my career, thought that working your ass off was the only way to get noticed. And ta-da, that meant I was the own, my own villain in my own story, because I was burnt out. There were times when I got physically ill because of work. I've had chest infections because I caught a little cold. And instead of taking time off, I was like, I can't ever be off. I've got to be in. If I'm off, it's going to look bad. I would go in. And then that would turn into a whole chest infection because I didn't take care of myself. I still have to remind myself, why are you doing the most? Relax. Give them the result they want. Step away and go and live your life. If you are constantly tired, constantly mentally drained, physically drained, these are signs that you are burning yourself out. If you are, you know what they say, what's it, burning the candle at both ends? So you're up really early, you're finishing your day really late, you log on when you're not supposed to be logged on, so you log on all day, do your work, then you might spend some time with your people you love, and then you log back on because you're scared. You log on extra early in the morning because you think in case you've missed an email, you've done something wrong. If you are putting yourself in this situation, you will burn out. And burnout is awful. Mental burnout, it's exhausting. Physical burnout, exhausting. It leads to stress, anxiety, depression. Like you're anxious because you feel like you've always got to keep up this level of work. It physically is affecting your health because nobody's body can keep up with that level of torture because that's what it is it's torture putting your body through all that work not getting enough sleep not eating these are things that we should not be doing if we want to avoid burnout not taking our lunch breaks i know someone right now is listening to this you haven't taken a lunch break today go take a lunch break coming in extra early for what reason every now and again yeah it's fine but every day for what reason because then you're going to turn around and leave late not taking all your annual leave because you feel like they're going to be short staffed, like someone else hasn't turned up or something's gone wrong. You're, they're going to be short staffed without you. You're entitled to your annual leave. Take it. Get up and step away from your computer. You are not paid for all the hours of the day. Most of us do not get paid for our lunch break. Get up, remove yourself, take your annual leave. Listen, when you're burnt out and stressed, I guarantee your company's going to have to find someone to replace you or to do your workload while you're away. And I guarantee if you're away for too long, they will say you've been on long-term sick and want to get rid of you. They will want to manage you out. You will get disciplinary hearing because you've had too many days off sick. But when you were not cancelling your annual leave plans for them, they, they didn't mind. They were happy. Jobs will move on. You will be replaced. Do not let your loyalty create burnout. Start refusing to take on the extra responsibilities unless you're taking on extra money. And we all are team players here. Like I'm the type of person that likes to get stuck in. If someone on my team needs support, I'll, I'll do the extra work. But I'm not about to do the extra work for the next three, four months. So I'm now doing my job and someone else's job for the same money. And sometimes it's not just about money. Sometimes all the money in the world is not going to make me do two people's jobs. I'm not about to be doing my manager's role for my money. That's first and foremost. But maybe I also don't want to be in management. So why am I taking on the extra responsibilities? But if I am going to take the extra responsibilities on, 
know damn well I'm going to get paid for it. For a very long time, I did not do that. And burnout can also occur when you're mentally drained. You feel unappreciated because sometimes what happens is you actually could do the extra responsibilities and the extra duties. You could probably do them quite well. But then when you're not being compensated for them, when you feel a lack of respect because maybe you've got to put in a couple extra hours to get something done and they ask you maybe to help them out and you do the extra hours and your boss knows you've done them. But then when you need half an hour to go to an appointment, they're like, oh, you're going to have to take it out of your annual leave or you're going to have to get unpaid for it or you're going to have to take it out of your lunch break. That lack of appreciation, that lack of respect, that starts to mentally affect you. It causes frustration, annoyance. That will also lead to burnout. Your mind and your body are all connected. When you're unhappy, do you think your body moves the way you want it to? When we're sad and depressed, they tell us all the time, stress and depression cause other illnesses in the body. So if you think that when you are feeling unappreciated, underpaid, not respected, it won't affect you, I'm here to tell you that it will. I'm someone who is physically affected. Feeling sad and unhappy in my job has physically affected me. There have been points when my hair was falling out, my skin was bad, like acne, all because mentally, I don't feel appreciated. I'm really sad because I'm not enjoying my job. I'm being treated really badly. People are clicking in my face and telling me, get the work done, Adele. I'm hating every day that I wake up and go to a job. You can now see it on my face, in my skin, in my hair. Like my sleep is being affected. Have you ever been so stressed at work that you can't sleep? You are burnt out. You are all the way burnt out and you need to take back your power. Start off asking, if they've given you extra responsibility, Find out when are they hiring someone? And if they're not hiring someone, when are you getting a pay rise? And if you don't even want the pay rise and you don't want the work, let them know that it's no longer in your capability. You can't keep this up. Physically, it's too much. If you feel like that's not something you can say at your job, then why are you still at that job? You clearly have poor leadership and you need to put yourself in a better environment. Start putting yourself first. Start putting your health first. There is only one you. You will only get one life. Take care of the you you have for as long as you possibly can. We're responsible for ourselves. So like I said, a terrible boss, a toxic environment, expectations, unrealistic expectations, expected to work on your holidays, work on your evenings, work on your weekends. They all will lead to burnout. But what about us? How are we contributing to our own burnout? How are we contributing to a lack of boundaries in our career? When will we say no? So for all of you listening, go book the annual leave. Go book your paid time off. Take your lunch break. (laughs) Leave on time today. Work's not going anywhere. It's still going to be there tomorrow. Go enjoy your friends. Go enjoy your family. Like I said earlier on in the episode, sometimes we're the villain. I don't want to be the villain no more. I don't want any of you to be the villain. So let's consider why we're so burnt out and pay attention to how we are contributing to it and let's remove ourselves from it. I hope you've liked this episode, guys. It was important for me to share this because I started a new job not too long ago and I know how I am. I will burn myself out when nobody's asking me to. My boss is not putting any pressure on me, but I'll be like, oh, I feel like I need to do more. Why? It comes from old conditioning. It comes from old habits. And old habits die hard. So don't think I don't understand. But I wanted to share it with you because I'm having to remind myself, why are you doing the most? Do your job, do it well. That's really important. Do my job, do it well. I enjoy what I do. So do it well and then let it go and enjoy your life. I've been taking my lunch breaks. I've been trying to finish on time. I've been coming in on time. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. 
and not going crazy. I do not want to set an expectation that a year from now, I cannot maintain. Six months from now, I cannot maintain. Setting yourself up for success isn't just about, in, in your career in general, isn't just about doing the great interview, having the great CV, getting the salary. It's not just about that. It's about what we do once we're in the role so that we can maintain balance and maintain our happiness. It's something I always talk to my clients about. It's all good me helping you get the job, but what are we going to do once we're there? How are we going to make sure we don't end up in another toxic situation? How are we going to make sure continually, even if we get the pay we want now, how are we going to continually keep getting that type of money? How are we going to keep putting ourselves in the right room? How are we going to continuously be happy in our career is really important. And not burning yourself out is a part of that. Guys, as always, share this episode with someone who needs it. If you share it on your Instagram, tag me at Coach Adele T so I can see it. If you liked it, let me know. DM me. Tell me what you thought of the episode. If you've got any ideas, anything you want me to speak about in career, that's to do with career, to do with confidence, to do with making money in your career, anything like that, anything you want me to speak about, reach out. Give me ideas because sometimes these podcast episodes are from questions people have asked or from suggestions people have given me and I'll come on and talk about it because sometimes me answering it on an Instagram post isn't enough. You need a little bit more detail behind it. So I love doing the episodes. And as always, if you are looking for a coach, if you need some help in your career to take that next step, to make sure you don't put yourself in a position where you start out doing too much and you're not able to manage the situation. So you're so burnt out. You only have two choices. Continue until you're really sick or leave the job. I don't want you to get there. So if you need help, you need a coach, reach out, book a call with me. You can go to my website, book a free call. Let's have a chat and see if working together is a good fit. You know my coaching program is called Create Your Own Lane because that is what we do. We create a lane that works for you, personally for you. We create the career that you want for you and for your lifestyle because for all of us, that is very different. Anyway, see you in the next episode, guys. I hope this episode gave you exactly what you needed and motivated you to confidently take steps towards your next career move. If you enjoyed it, screenshot and share it on your socials, tag me on Instagram and come join my community of amazing women working on levelling up their confidence and career. Thanks for listening and see you next time.